Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Pastor Steve, Pastor Porsche, I, I feel like dancing. You know, some of y'all don't know in the, in the 70s, uh, before some of y'all were born, Pastor Mike used to want to be a DJ. And I didn't feel like I had done my job until everybody was dancing. Well, now today, I, everybody should have been dancing. I, um, Mama was up here with her cane. I felt like doing the bump. Amen. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, um, bless the Lord. We are uh, uniquely blessed. Um, I've been bragging on Pastor Porsche and Pastor Steve all across the country. Um, I told them um, if they didn't already have it, they're going to need. Thank you, baby. Um, um, I told them they're going to need that TSA thing at the airport. And then they have a new thing called clear where you can just do. And I, I went and Pastor Mike went ahead and got it. I can just let them see my eyes. And they say, come on through. Put two fingers on it. They say, come on through. I go, I get on through quick because I'm going places. Well, Pastor Porsche and Pastor Steve, they're going places. And I'm not talking about funerals. And I'm not just talking about family reunions. Somebody who needs the word that God has placed in you and needs the, needs the healing God has placed in your hands. And so um, I, I bless God, keep you a go bag. So when you got to go, you can just grab it and go already packed. And bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Now, um, usually Pastor Mike is concerned about the clock. But I'm not concerned about the clock today. Um, if you have your phones, um, some of y'all, um, my wonderful, blessed granddaughters, they tick-tock. So if your phone is on and you want to tick-tock this, and I'm in all seriousness, if you know somebody who's been considering suicide, Facebook Live them right now. You know somebody whose marriage is on the trash heap? Uh, Skype them, uh, Zoom them, get them on right now. If you know somebody um, uh, who uh, was sick and thought they couldn't get well, um, um, Pastor Mike's toe was hurting so bad, I was going to let them, if they had to amputate it, I was going to let them amputate it. And I went to the doctor, uh, uh, Pastor Terrence, I went to the doctor to let him see what, what they needed to do. If they need to put a pin in it, they need to do whatever they need to do, because that thing was hurting so bad. I stopped on the way home from work and, and, and had to buy me some more shoes to make it home. But now, um, it's, the pain is totally gone. And, and, and Pastor Mike, can, I can dance like I want to dance and move like I want to move. Uh, somebody's going to be healed today. Um, some of you, and I need to, and Pastor Porsche, is already, you, you, you started this, it's all your fault. <laughs> some of y'all are grieving over an empty bed. You don't have the gift of singleness, and you're tired of being single, and you want God's husband or God's wife. Today, God is going to give you the key to unlock that, 
to get ready for that. Something. God is getting ready to send babies. Now, some of y'all, some of y'all didn't want to hear that. But, 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 but what the doctor said couldn't be, and what your family said couldn't be, God's getting ready to do. Somebody called you dumb and said you were stupid and said you, was, you, you couldn't pass the ninth grade, so how are you going to go to college? You are going to have a degree. Some of you are, are that close to giving up on your son or on your daughter. And God is going to not only bring your prodigal son and your prodigal daughter home, God is going to bring them home with a right attitude. And, and the reason you kept the house is because you was going to need the room. So now you go ahead and, and faith, TikTok, Zoom somebody, text somebody, tell them they need this word. Um, Pastor Mike doesn't talk as much as, I don't talk as much as I used to talk. I talk less now because I wanted to have more value. So let's, let's, let's buckle up. Let's buckle up. Don't know who's on the slides this morning, but stay with me. Stay with me. In Philippians, third chapter, starting at the 12th verse. Oh, the title is How to Treat Rankles. <laughs> Philippians. Third chapter and 12th verse, it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking to what lies ahead, I press. On to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Today I want to look at how to treat rankles. How to treat rankles. Now I was, I was talking to this very, 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 very pretty lady and if I told you her name, you'd know her name. And she had just had a baby girl. And she said, Michael, them folk came by the hospital and said, oh, what a beautiful baby. And I got them home, and they came by and saw her, and they said, oh, what a beautiful baby. She said, Michael, they lied. That was an ugly, 
say that baby looked like wrinkles in a blanket. Yeah, that was an ugly baby. And if we're honest about it, some things that we thought was going to be pretty has some wrinkles in it. A relationship with wrinkles. A bank account with wrinkles. <laughs> Our bodies, do you? Nobody didn't tell you when you lost 40 pounds, the skin <laughs> was going to still be there and you were going to be dealing with wrinkles. Nobody told you after that pretty baby got here, you was going to have wrinkles. <laughs> and here, even Brother Paul, who had an outstanding resume, had been with the greats, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said, I don't have it yet. I don't have what I thought I'd have. I don't have what I know I should have. It's not there yet. And so you need to know you are not alone, and God has a solution even for your rankles. What's a wrinkle? A wrinkle is high places that should be low and low places that should be high. Something that ought to be smooth, but it's not smooth yet. And God has something. He wants to tell us something about that. So, so, so the first thing, uh, if you want to deal with your wrinkles and me dealing with my wrinkles and us dealing with our wrinkles, the first thing we need to do is see the honest picture. Now, some of us spend our whole lives lying about ourselves. Still doing it. Trying to, trying to make folk think everything is all right. Don't you know folk can see everything is not all right? And, 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 and we need to learn first to see the honest picture. Uh, 1 Corinthians, bless God, 4 and 4 on your outlines. And this, this is going to save somebody's marriage right here. My conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord who will examine me and decide. Now, the honest picture is not what you say it is. It is what God says it is. We need to do a true assessment and say about our situation what God says about our situation. Now, um, I can't even tell you how many preachers and pastors I've dealt with who, who didn't take an honest spiritual snapshot. How am I going to be a preacher and don't pray? How am I going to be a preacher and, and my Bible is dusty? How do I want to lead somebody and I can't even lead myself into the prayer room? I need to be honest spiritually and you need to be honest spiritually. If you're not praying enough, you need to say, Lord, Teach me how to pray. If you're not reading the word enough, you need to be honest about where the wrinkles are in your spiritual life. And then mentally, you need to say, you know what? Somebody, thank you, Jesus. I had a, a, a college uh, classmate. He used to sleep 
with the book under his pillow and pray for God to, to pour it into him in the midnight hour. That's not how it works. <laughs> Mentally, we need to be careful about what we let in our eye gate, in our ear gate. We need to be careful about what we let in our eye gate and our ear gate. Let, let, let me, brothers, let me tell you something. You may, and, and, okay, the children are out. We can talk. Brothers, let me tell you something about porno. When you're watching porno, you're not just watching a naked woman. You're watching a naked man. And it's desensitizing you to naked men. And it's either giving you an inferiority complex or a superiority complex, which you're not supposed to bring into your sexual relationship or a perverted complex. And so you need to be honest about what you're letting in your mind. Physically, bless God, I was, I, I, I was, I was at the gym one time with my son, and Brother Rick knows about it. <laughs> He was first. He got up under the heavy things. He got up under that bar. He was pushing it this and that. Then he got this little bitty old barbell, <laughs> and he started curling it like that, and curling it like that, and doing a backward thingy thingy with it. I say, son, what you doing with that thing? He said, I got to work on my girly muscles. He said, the girl like that muscle right there. <laughs> let me let me tell you a secret about pretty women. Pretty women have, have, most of them, have what I call pretty woman complex. If you tell them, oh, brothers, I'm going to give you a tip. This is free, brothers. Don't tell a pretty woman she pretty. She know that. And if you really talk to them, a pretty woman will say, yeah, but my ankles. She said, now she fine. She Hollywood fine. And she said, but my earlobes. Something. She, she said, my nose. I got a scoop nose. And she fine all day long. And, 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 and so physically, we, no matter how much you get it together, you are never going to arrive at perfection. If you go look at those Mr. Olympic, Mr. USA, the heaviest weightlifters, the best trim body, they will tell you what part of their body they're working on to try to get it right. Physically. And then Financially. You, some of us say, why would a billionaire need some more money? Because if you're dependent on your money for your identity, you are never going to have enough. Write this down on your outline. I'm getting ready to release the stress off of anybody that's listening to my name, anybody that's listening to my voice. If God is not enough, nothing else will be enough. Write that down. If God is not enough, nothing else will be enough. You've seen Hollywood beautiful folk get married, and they had what you thought was a storybook marriage, and then they got a divorce. Why? Because they thought pretty was enough. They thought Oscars were enough. They thought cars and mansions were enough. If God is not enough, all, your mind, your body, your bank account will not be enough, so quit trying to think it's going to be enough. I hope that just released your stress. 
it is never, ever, ever, ever going to be enough. Do an assessment of that. And then learn how to say, it's on your outline, it's up there on the, on the screen too. I think I'm right, but I may be wrong. I think I'm right, but I may be wrong. That will save your relationship with your wife, with your husband, with your children. Because as one fella said, just because your head shaped like a hubcap don't mean you a big wheel. We think we know everything, the way to do it. And you might be right about a whole lot of stuff, but I think I'm right, but I may be wrong. Paul said, when I was persecuting Christians, when my name was Saul, I thought I was right and found out I was wrong. And he said, I don't have it all yet. I have not reached it yet. And, and, and again, please get this, because see, some of us, we spent so much of our life being abused and misused and hurt. We have learned how to lose, but we haven't learned how to win. We've learned how to lose, but today Pastor Mike wants you to know how to win. If you talk to the great folks, some, some of us saw it Friday night. If you saw Steph Curry on Friday night. In the interview after the game, he sound a whole lot like after they won. I mean, after they lost. So they won Friday, lost the game before that, and his temperament was the same. Do you want to know what God is, is going to get? I pray God, I pray that he'll give it to you today. He's going to teach us how to not be impressed with our success and not be depressed with our failure. Don't be impressed by our success and don't be depressed by our failure. Because see, all of that has its wrinkles. You are not going to win every game. You are not going to hit every shot. Every, it's all, thank you, Jesus. The first girl I fell in love with was not the girl I married. That girl was bad and I didn't know it. And if, and, 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 and if I would have got what I wanted, she, that girl would have tortured me. And so, and so God let me cry early so I wouldn't cry later. And so if right now you're not with the one that you wanted, don't get depressed. If you are with the one you wanted, don't get impressed. If you're married, press. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. But press, number two, press for the right prize. Now, some of us thought if I could ever preach on a Sunday, I would arrive. If I could ever get a degree, I would arrive. If I could ever get, you know, my body together, lose some weight, gain some weight, get the muscles, get, get, get some bubbles in the front and the back. You thought, you thought I'd have it then. I'd catch him then. I'd catch it then. That's the wrong prize. As I, was, as I was trying to exegete this text, I said, well, God, what is the prize? I'm glad you asked. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, and I, and I got to slow down here. The key to your success, to your contentment, to your peace, to your love, and to your joy is to give God everything you got. Now, what are you holding back? That's where you're going to have the worst rankle. If you say, God, I got my body together, you don't, you, you don't even pray for God to deliver you from fried chicken. You got so much money, you don't even pray for God to help you pay the bills. Don't, you, you have no idea how fast, and by the way, somebody in this room is going to have a million dollars cash in your bank account by January the 1st. Don't get impressed, because you're about to find out how far a million dollars will not go. By the time all them folk hook up an IV to your bank account, woo, that's, that's another sermon. <laughs> give it to God, and then he'll give it back to you in, in glory in a way that'll be smooth, unwrinkled. The prize is, first of all, loving God with all you have. And again, what you hold back is what's going to stay wrinkled. That's the first commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, there's two things packed in there I need to give you. The goal is to be the best version of ourselves, the best you, smooth, straight, peace, love, joy, by first loving God. Give it all to God. Glory. Do you know what will happen when you put your relationship on the altar? God is going to get rid of that booger. The one that's not the one, if, if you don't get him out of the chair, God will, even if he got to dynamite him out. If that one is not the one that God is sending to be your wife, God will blow it up. You, not because he hates you, because he loves you. And, 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 and so, loving God first, but then learn how to love yourself. Now, that, and, and, and God, God, God gave me this special prescription for you. Somebody said, well, how did, how did that work, me loving me? I need you to put on a couple of hats. That's going to totally change your love life. You need to know that if you are a Christian, you are a son or a daughter of God. Now, if you were taken care of God's daughter, would you let her get in the bed with just anybody? Princess Pauline said, said uh, Pastor Mike, I know you a man. Is you a player? I said, no, baby. That was before January 20th, 1987. <laughs> she said, well, how do I know? You're not going to play on me. I said, oh, baby, you never, ever, 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 ever had to worry about that. I say, because you are God's daughter. And I'm not going to mess with God's daughter. (laughs) And so you never, ever, ever have to worry about me messing up on you because I'm way more scared of God than I am of you. 
now, you need to know you are God's son or God's daughter. And so why are you treating God's son bad? If you was babysitting God's son, would you really give him a fifth of Cavassier? Would you really fire up the fat one? Would you give him the big old rock in the big old bass pipe and, and toot tell you, like, whoo, whoo. Not with God's son. Not with God's daughter. So why are you treating yourself in a way that you would not treat God's son or God's daughter? Get that. Love yourself. I was, Sister Khalil, I was working on a sermon, and it got good to me. Brother Monty, it got good to me. Little Mike and one of his buddies was in the room playing, play, playing a video game. And I said, love myself. They said, what did you say? That thing got so good to me, I had to kiss myself. Sometimes you ought to kiss yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself good and quit abusing God's son or God's daughter. Treat yourself good. What is the best thing you ever did for a woman you loved or for a man you loved? Have you ever done that for yourself? You would buy her a car if you had to borrow the money and you riding on a 10 speed. Go get yourself something good. Go get yourself a hat. You, you would dress her up, running, maxing out all your cards. Go, you, you better go get your hair done. Go get your nails done. Go buy you some teeth. You'd buy her some teeth. Love yourself, and then, and, and so, Treat yourself like you would God's child. And then, okay, so one framework is God's sons and God's daughters. Another framework is know that Jesus is your brother. Now, loving yourself and learn how to love others. Okay, if you knew that your big brother was Jesus, how would you walk? One time some, some fellas was jumping on my brother, and me and my brother had some <clears throat> interesting days. We didn't always get along. But when somebody was jumping on my brother, I looked out the window, it was three or four fellas jumping on my brother, kicking him, stomping. I ran down the hill and jumped on the pile. Because I didn't care what he had done to me, that was my brother. And y'all, if I want to beat him up, that's one thing, but y'all not going to beat him up. You, think about this. When you are scrapping, with three or four big, bad situations, you need to know Jesus is your brother and he'll jump on the pile. You got a heavy hitter. God has been known to open up the earth and swallow folk. God has been known to send fire. God, God David called the mighty men and told them, strap on your swords and let's ride on them. Don't you know God got some big, bad boys so bad they hang out in a cave? Where somebody messing with you and messing with your stuff, God will say, strap on your gags, let's roll on them. God has some folk, he only let them out of the cave to fix your stuff. You got a big brother that's a heavy hitter. 
and somebody messing with you, they're going to have to deal with your brother. And then, so, so, so there's that frame on loving yourself. God's your father, Jesus your brother. Third frame on loving yourself is, mm, thank you, Lord. Your body is the home of the Holy Ghost. Your body is the temple where the Holy Ghost indwells. Now, when you know somebody special is coming by your house, what do you do? You clean it up. So, is there anything in your heart, in your mind, in you, that you would be ashamed if the Holy Ghost dropped by? You need to know he's already there, but maybe he can't sit down because of who and what is in your temple. You ought to, I, the, the, thank you, Lord. Part of my daily prayer for the Morehouse, I want God to feel comfortable. And I've had, I've had total strangers come in with an attitude, and, 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 and before, before too long, they're in my house fixing something, they don't even want to go. They haven't felt that good. Suddenly they're smiling. Suddenly they're laughing. Suddenly everything's okay. They don't even know it's the Holy Ghost. At home, in my home, and in my heart. You ought to want the Holy Ghost to be comfortable inside of you and anything that's messed it up, get it out. Now, bless God, bless God. There's some folk you need to call them today and say, I won't be calling you. Don't you call me no more. It's over. Bye. Why? Because they're sitting down where the Holy Ghost wants to sit. They're sitting down where your husband, where your wife going to sit. When you get home, if you know that that liquor is an intruder, you got a brick of weed and you're saving it because you smoke it when you're happy. You smoke it when you're sad. You smoke it because it's Monday. But it's in the way. That Holy Ghost can't get comfortable because you load it to the gills. Kick it out so the Holy Ghost have room. Love yourself that much. And then, and I'm going to tell you some of y'all something you don't want to hear. But again, it's going to get rid of the wrinkles. Some of you have sets of people that you are trying to hate or dislike or despise. Now, we dealt with God being the Father. We dealt with Jesus being your brother. We dealt with the Holy Ghost being at home. Every human everywhere, no matter what sin they are in, were in, or going to be in, they are God's creation. I don't care what they're doing right now. I don't care what party, what parade. I don't care what they're doing right now. God wants you to love them right. Everybody on earth. The way the world will know that you're my disciples is that you show love one for another. I've had folks ask me. Pastor Mike, tell me about gay marriage. And they want me to go on this long thing, this and this and that. I say, I don't, I don't have no problem with that. If they want to do that, they're going to have the same problem as a straight marriage. If they don't have God, it's not going to work. I don't think you heard me. If they don't have God, it's not going to work. And so you, I, I, I say, I'm going to love Princess Pauline so good they're going to get jealous and they're going to want to know how do I do that and I'm going to tell them the only God is the glue. And if you're not doing God's thing, God's way, you're going to have wrinkles. It's going to be messed up, tore up from the floor up. 
And so you need to love so good and love so hard that somebody will get jealous about your love and want to know how you do that. And that will give you a testimony time to show them how to get it straight. The goal is being the best version of ourselves by loving God, loving ourselves, and loving others. Now, the uh, thank you, Jesus. He said, I've not yet achieved. Let me focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. See the positive potential even in you. Now, I, I want to, and I'm, if I scare you, good. Think of if you really want to dance and you really want to get happy and you really want to start celebrating and being glad you get up every day, ask yourself, what would happen if I let God achieve everything good that is possible with me? What would happen if you started realizing what will happen if God gets a hold to your spouse, to your son, to your daughter, to your boss, to your job, to your mind, to your bank account, to you? What is the positive potential and then press toward that? Our glory to God. I remember my grandmother, we, 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 in, in the house where I grew up, we had five children, my mama, my daddy, and my grandmama. And my grandmama, she was old school, she would iron your t-shirt. We didn't have a dryer. We had one of them lines that you put it on with the clip and roll it, roll it, roll it on the river. She roll all them clothes out and let them out to hang that, and then she put, take them in and iron them. And she'd be ironing and ironing and ironing. It seemed like she was never going to get finished ironing. Why? Because she knew as long as, long as all of us were there, she was going to have to press. But she knew it was going to, glory is going to be better with a crease in it. Huh? We need to see the positive potential and let God teach us how to love him enough and us enough and people enough for, for the potential to be reached. Even at your house. Even in your son, even in your marriage. When, when, when I went to a deeper level on this, Pauline thought I was, she, she, she said, are you okay? I said, yeah, baby, I'm fine, I'm fine, baby. She said, you sure you're all right? I said, yeah, baby, I'm doing good. I said, what, what, what do you think is wrong? She said, you just put the dishes in the dishwasher. Are you all right? <laughs> she thought I was going to die. Because she had never seen me do that before. Before COVID, I didn't know how to turn the washer and dryer on. I knew there was two really nice things in that room. I didn't go in there. But when I started trying to go deeper on how I loved at my house, with my folk, when I, bless God, I retired now, and if I never smell a new tennis shoe again, I'm fine. Uh, um, but I'm not going back to the school district, bless God. But, 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 but at work, there were some people who folk knew had certain lifestyles. And I would hug them, and, and, and sometimes they'd circle back around and say, well, aren't you a preacher? I said, yeah. They said, don't you know who they are? I said, uh-huh. They said, you hugged them? I said, uh-huh. Because, glory, I'm not trying to give them hell. I'm trying to give them heaven. And I will hug you so good you'll get healed. I will hug you so good you'll, you'll forget what's wrong. I will smile at you and, and give you the love of Jesus. And you know who you are, and you know I know who you are. I'm going to love you just like God loved me. 
And when you start seeing what God can do with people, he'll start transforming folk at your house. He'll start transforming you. He'll start healing you. Bless God. And then keep pressing towards the prize. This, this is not a one-day thing. This is not based on how much money you have, how, how, how much degrees you have, how, how good your body looks, how good it doesn't look. I was, I was telling little Mike, um, I went down um, um, to, to, to Florida to, to work on my body and get better. And bless God, they said that biologically I'm 45 because my gizzard is working good. All of my insides, they're working good, working good. But, but I came back and he said, Daddy, you look 20 years younger. I said, because I'm, I'm painting my barn. I know I got a big old barn, Pastor Steve, but I'm going to paint it. Start, it's going to help somebody. Start working with what you have. Ladies, God knows your size. Men, God knows your size. <laughs> and there's some men that don't like a bone. But paint your barn. Do the best you can with what you have and know for sure that God is somewhere tailor-making somebody just for you. And y'all going to work it out and, and iron out the wrinkles together. At this, at this, I'm almost done. This, at the summer 2021 Olympics, there was what they called the Parade of Champions. There were 206 nations, and they, and they participated in 33 different sports. Now, some of us are so focused on the gold, the silver, and the bronze medals that you don't realize you are already a winner. You are in the Olympics. You are, might be different than 205 other folk. But if you are in the arena, you are already a winner. No matter how small your country is, no matter how big your country is, because you are in the parade, you are already a winner even if you don't stand on a certain platform. You need to hear this if, thank you Lord, Every morning when you wake up, you ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Because you know what that means? You're still in the game. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Don't mean that I have everything I want. Don't mean that I have everything that I, that I think I ought to have by now. If I'm still in the game, I got a chance. And you need to know if you are alive, God is not done with you. He's working on you. He's ironing on you. And if you press toward the mark, you can experience. I press on, 14th verse, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. Now you need to know God right now is tailor making your victory. God right now is tailor-making the perfect situation. What's it going to be like? It is going to be a slice of heaven on earth for you. Bless God. You need to learn. Thank you. What are you going to do?
when all the hell is out of your house. Some of you are afraid to quit, quit drinking and smoking and, and, and cussing and all this and that because you think you, you'll be bored. <laughs> Bless God, my little granddaughter. Pauline and I first got together. She came by the house. I think I might have shared this with you before. She came by the house, and 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 she said, uh, "Is Paul Paul and Nina always like this?" Armando said, "Always like what?" She, she said, "It's Friday." He said, "Uh huh." Said they're not cussing. <laughs> they're not. They're not fighting. But it's Friday. They're supposed to cuss and fight. It's Friday. And our mind will say, nope. They don't, they don't do that. They, they don't never do that. What are you going to do when heaven comes by your house? Now, ladies, get ready. You done cleaned out the chair. You, you done got that booger out your nose, that two-footed booger. You need, when God sends your husband, you need to make sure it's rope in to sit down and be thankful to God that he's there. Men, start getting ready for her to show up. Start letting God iron out all the rough spots. The highs that are too high and the lows that are too low. Let him get it just right. And then, when heaven comes by your house, you've been praying this since you were a little child, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, I'm telling you something, and, and, and if you ever really want to, if you're trying to get depressed, let me send your depression away. God has some heaven coming to earth for you. He can heal your body. He can heal your mind. He can heal your bank account. He can teach you how to pray. And he can, and, and somebody say, Pastor Mike, how you get Princess Pauline? I prayed, and then when God showed it to me, I was bold enough to know, even though I'm unworthy, I'm grateful. God's plan for you is yes and amen. God's plan for you is healed. God's plan for you is blessed. God's plan is for you to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath, more than a conqueror. And even though just because you're not there yet, it doesn't mean it's not on the way. God is going to teach us how to treat our wrinkles with every head bowed and every eye closed. Heavenly Father, there are so many of us today, we, we've been prematurely impressed. We thought we had it made. We thought we had it all together. And we, like Paul, found out we were on the wrong mission, going the wrong way. Heavenly Father, some of us have gotten depressed. We've, we've cried until we were dry. And we wonder, how long, God? How long, God? How long, God? Help us to see, Lord Jesus, that you loved us. And even though we have wrinkles, we are your sons and your daughters. And we know that because you love us, we're going to grow up and become more and more like you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that even though we get in some rough spots and it seems like the world is jumping on us, help us to remember that Jesus is our big brother. And when they jump on us, they're going to have to deal with our brother.
Jesus is there if we'll let him come into the situation and help us handle it. And then Heavenly Father, help us to know that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Teach us how to love ourselves enough to make the Holy Ghost comfortable in our heads, in our hearts, in our homes. And then, Lord God, today, some of us thought about somebody that we hate because of their lifestyle, because of how they treated us, because of where they are in life. Teach us not to hate your creation. Teach us how to love people. Teach us how to love folk who are not like us and are not doing it our way and are not saying what we won't say. Teach us how to love them so much that they'll say, I want what they have. Teach us how to love our neighbor just like we want to love ourselves. Then, Heavenly Father, help us to know that because you woke us up this morning, the game is not over yet. Teach us, Lord God, that even though we're different than 205 other nations, we are in the parade of champions. Trouble doesn't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You are still healing bodies. You're still working miracles. You're still doing something so wonderful, so great, and so good that our confession is going to be only God could have done it like that. Teach us to press toward the mark of the high calling in Jesus. And when it's done, we'll say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.